0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of mucormycosis found under the infectious disease section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 50 year old man is brought to the emergency room via ambulance from a fire. He has extensive burns over his arms, torso, and legs. His past medical history is significant for uncontrolled diabetes. On exam, he has periorbital swelling and rhinorrhea. There is a black eschar over his nares and palate. A CT of his sinuses demonstrates air fluid levels in his maxillary and frontal sinuses. Biopsy of the black eschar reveals non-septate hyphae branching at wide angles. Let's continue with an introduction to mucormycosis. Mucor and rhizopus species are classified as fungi with irregular, regular, broad, and non-septate hyphae branching at wide or right angles. They are found in the soil and decomposed material. Transmission is via inhalation of spores or direct inoculation through trauma. Risk factors include ketoacidosis, uncontrolled diabetes, neutropenia, hematologic malignancies, immunocompromised status, trauma, and burns. In terms of the pathogenesis, inhalation of spores causes germination in the nares, sinuses, or lungs and spread in the blood vessel walls. Invasion into blood vessels causes hemorrhage, thrombosis, and hematogenous spread. The fungi can also penetrate the cribriform plate to enter the brain and sinuses. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include headache, congestion, facial pain, and sinus pressure. On exam, one may note fevers, which may be the only presenting symptom in immunocompromised patients with pulmonary infections. Other exam findings may include soft tissue swelling, black necrotic eschar on the face, particularly the nares and palate, and it may affect the cranial nerves, which can present with blurry vision or loss of ocular motility. And some patients may have erythematous and necrotic papules and plaques if the skin is affected. In terms of further imaging, computed tomography of the head and sinuses is indicated in all patients. Findings may include air fluid levels in the sinuses, mucosal thickening, and bony destruction. In terms of further studies, the culture yield is often low and not useful. Biopsy of the affected tissue may demonstrate non-septate hyphae with right angle or wide angle branching, and when making the diagnosis, remember that this is based on clinical presentation and demonstration of fungus in the affected tissue. There should be a high level of suspicion in patients with sinusitis-like symptoms and appropriate risk factors who did not respond to broad-spectrum antibiotics. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about bacterial sinusitis. Distinguishing factors include that this does not present with a black eschar or rapid progression to brain and cranial nerves. In terms of treatment, medical options include amphotericin B, which is indicated as first-line treatment. Another option is isovuconazole. This is indicated as second-line treatment. Operative options include surgical debridement, This is indicated in all patients and in addition to antifungals. Complications related to mucormycosis include death. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that there is a high mortality and this is rapidly progressive. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to mucormycosis, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 54-year-old male presents to the emergency department with facial pain. He reports feeling well until yesterday, when he developed a headache that has gotten progressively worse. The pain has now spread to the right side of his face. This morning, he also develops lacrimation of the right eye and double vision. His past medical history is significant for hypertension, hyperlipidemia, type 2 diabetes, and end-stage renal disease secondary to diabetic nephropathy the patient's most recent HbA1c was 12.7%. His home medications include furosemide, lisinopril, pravastatin, metformin, glipizide, and insulin. His temperature is 101.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 38.8 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 155 over 92. Pulse is 103 beats per minute, and respirations are 16 breaths per minute. On physical exam, he has proptosis and chemosis of the right eye. Physical exam of the hard palate also demonstrates a black eschar. In addition to surgical debridement, which of the following is the treatment of choice for this patient? And the answer choices are, choice 1, amphotericin; choice 2, caspofungin, choice 3, penicillin, choice 4, trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole, or choice 5, voriconazole. The best answer to this question is, choice one, amphotericin. This patient presents with fever, facial pain, double vision, and necrosis of the hard palate in the setting of poorly controlled diabetes, which suggests a diagnosis of cranial facial mucormycosis. The treatment of choice for mucormycosis is amphotericin and surgical debridement. Since mucormycosis is caused by inhaled spores of mold, patients typically present with symptoms related to the nose and sinuses including facial pain, nasal congestion, and purulent nasal discharge. The infection can then spread beyond the sinuses to the palate, orbit, and brain. This can cause palatal eschar, proptosis, and ophthalmoplegia, as seen in this patient. Mucormycosis appears as a broad, non-septate hyphae with wide-angle branching. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 2. Caspofungin is the treatment of choice for candidiasis another infection that disproportionately affects immunocompromised patients. Candidiasis classically presents in the oropharynx as white lesions rather than necrotic eschars. Choice 3. Penicillin is the treatment of choice for actinomyces. Actinomyces usually presents as an infection of the lower face or jaw with draining sinus tracts after a dental procedure or trauma. Choice 4. Trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole is the treatment of choice for nocardia which presents as a pulmonary central nervous system or cutaneous infection in immunocompromised individuals. It is unlikely to present as an isolated infection of the sinuses or orbit. Choice 5. Voriconazole may be used in invasive aspergillosis and some forms of candidiasis, but it does not play a role in the treatment of mucormycosis. Finally, a bullet summary. Mucormycosis presents in immunocompromised or diabetic patients with fever, facial pain, nasal discharge, proptosis, ophthalmoplegia, and necrosis of the turbinates and hard palate. Treatment involves surgical debridement and amphotericin. That's all for this review about mucormycosis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, You can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow. Right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.